You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Postgame Show. Presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. The franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Welcome to the Thunder First Take postgame show. Brady Trantham here along with Miss Madison Morris and the wizard that is Chisholm Holland behind the glass pressing all the buttons. Everybody, that was quite the game. This was the box score game. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the Sacramento Kings 132 to 113 in a game that the Thunder controlled going into halftime. Everybody got scared in the third quarter when the Kings got it down to within, I believe, 10 or 8. I think they got it down to 8. And then the Thunder just took control as soon as the fourth quarter started and didn't look back. But of course, everyone needs to remember Chisholm, Madison, Amon Shumpert did not play this game. So it's fair to say Things could have been different if Amon Shepard was on the floor, the guy who's torched the Thunder for um, two games. It's the Thunder's first win over the Kings, but Madison, there's a lot to unload with this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, this is gonna this is gonna take a while. Like I said, it was the box score game, but uh, just your initial thoughts. And uh, I mean, this was this was the Stephen Adams game, so I know you're right. excited. <laughs> okay, so I um, mean, I mean, yeah, Stephen Adams had a great game. He had a career high of tw- uh, 23 points. He uh, surpassed his 20 or sorry, not 23 points, 23 rebounds, and he was able to surpass that when he previously had 20. You know, Steven Adams, he just, you know, he did what he did best. He was real dominant in the paint. He had a lot of good looks on offense. He contributed on defense. He was tough. He was strong. He pushed guys, literally. So, you know, he he kind of made this his court. And then, of course, guys like Paul George and Russell Westbrook came out, and, you know, they really stepped up, especially not having Dennis Schroeder and, I mean, Raymond hasn't really played, but, you know, just not having Dennis be able to come into the game, it was really good for guys like Russ and Paul and Steven, even guys like Jeremy to really step up when they were needed most. Yeah. If, um, if you were just wondering why Dennis Schroeder wasn't on the floor tonight, uh, he was suspended along with Raymond Felton for the, the terrible, terrible altercation that we all had to sit and watch during the last Thunder game against the Bulls. Uh, they were suspended tonight, uh, today, early, earlier today by the NBA for leaving the bench. It's only a one game suspension, so they will be back Saturday night when the Thunder take on the Utah Jazz. Um, so the Thunder didn't really have the luxury of dipping into their bench that much. And we'll get to Nerlens Noel. He, I, I thought he had a really big fourth quarter. Um, but other than that, it was Alex Brienz hitting some timely shots. Um, but man, the, the Thunder starters tonight. I mean, I'll just simply read Chisholm. I'll just simply read the, the box score real quick. Russell Westbrook finishes with 19 points, 11 rebounds, 17 assists. It's his 112th triple double of his career. Paul George has 40 again. He has 43 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists. Like like Madison said, Stephen Adams has a monster game. 20 rebounds, 20 um, 20. 20 points, excuse me, 23 rebounds. Jeremy Grant, 20 points. Terrence Ferguson had 14 points. Um, I mean, but Chisholm. Was it just bad defense by the Sacramento Kings or were the Thunder just was this a well-played offensive game for the Thunder? I I mean, it it seems like it could have been a little bit of both because Sacramento isn't really known for their defense. But it just it just seemed like the Thunder just weren't going to let the Kings bully them on the on the fast break this game. Yeah, I mean, the Thunder obviously played an efficient offensive offensive performance tonight. A lot of that goes to Paul George, who shot the ball extremely well. But I would say there's a little bit of context here 
Sacramento is not a great defensive team. They haven't been for the for the past few weeks. They've really actually struggled on that end, especially. Uh, and inside, Willie Cauley Stein is a guy who went to Kentucky and was kind of highly touted coming out of college, but hasn't exactly lived up to being the physical specimen thought he was going to be. So they've kind of got eaten alive tonight in the paint by the Oklahoma City Thunder, especially in the first half. And obviously that led to some some inflated numbers for sure. But yeah, Russell with 19, 11, 17, and 6. That's a heck of a performance for sure. I mean, who who is the player of the game? I, like, it's a serious question. I mean, a lot of people will point to Paul George. He he was on fire. I I think the Thunder led by twenty in the third quarter when he sat down. When he came back, the Thunder were up eight. <laughs> well, and as soon as he yeah. came back in, it was just game over for the Kings. So you, you probably the smart answer is Paul George. But I guess we can just start that segment, Chisholm, if if, if you would like to. Now, the franchise Thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. I said Paul George is the easy answer, but Madison, do you agree or are you going to go Kiwi on on this one? No, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say Paul George was definitely the player of this game. You know, he has been having phenomenal games lately, and his name is definitely being tossed around in the MVP. Um, Yeah, just like the MVP talk of this season. And Paul George has just... You know, I saw a tweet tonight that kind of made me start thinking, would this team be having the kind of success that they're having right now without Paul George? Because that used to be Russell Westbrook. And everyone said, you know, the Thunder would be nothing without Russ. Uh, This, you know, this success wouldn't be coming if Russ wasn't here. But now guys are really saying that about Paul. And like Brady said, um, he kind of pulled the Thunder out of that gutter of, you know, when the Kings brought it within eight after being I don't know, down 23 at one point. Yeah, they were down 20. So, you know, Paul George, he had a huge, huge part in this Thunder win tonight, and so that's why he's going to be my player of the game. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of Russ, I mean, you could make the argument for him as well. I mean, the triple-double, it had the makings of a bad Russell Westbrook game in, in the first quarter. He he had three turnovers in that first quarter. He finished he finished the game with five, so he certainly cleaned up uh, his ball handling as the game progressed. But uh, eight of 19, Chisholm, uh, would, would it be weird to say Russell Westbrook could be a player of the game for, for tonight? I mean, I, I thought this looked like Russell Westbrook's best shooting game that he's had in the last two, two and a half weeks. Oh, offensively, this is by far his best game in quite a long time. Uh, you know, he was getting a little bit more into what he's comfortable with, which is the mid-range game. We were kind of laughing because he was using the glass so much tonight on his shots, but that used to be what we saw out of Russell a lot. It, it seemed like it was the guy we saw a few years ago. He seemed to be kind of uh, coming into his own a, little, own a little bit offensively when he's been struggling. I mean, I don't think he's the player of the game. I would say he's probably third, and that just shows you how well a lot of guys played tonight. Paul George clearly had the best game. Uh, I mean, he was just nuclear in the third quarter uh, and then Steven Adams I mean just eating people alive on the inside probably comes in second place but I mean this the Thunder were just loading the box score tonight so there's a lot of choices exactly I mean and actually just uh just from the Thunder's communication Twitter account uh Steven Adams registered 20 points and a career best 23 rebounds tonight making him just the uh, making it just the third time a Thunder player has recorded a 2020 game in points and rebounds the other two being Ennis Cantor and Serge Ibaka Ah, quite, quite, quite the uh, the list. I mean, everyone loves Serge Ibaka. I think I know everybody loves <laughs> Ennis Cantor, but Stephen Adams is just Stephen Adams and Paul George have just been on a completely different planet uh, in the last two or three weeks, uh, which is a good thing considering how <laughs> Russell Westbrook's, uh, you know, like we were saying, his shooting has been. Uh, but yeah, like you were saying, Chisholm, he used the glass tonight, and it actually worked. I, I, Madison and I have been 
You know, it's it's been sad to watch the last week and a half or so with Russell just trying to use the bank shot and it just never works. And at times he won't even hit rim off the glass. But tonight I think he was what three of three from from bank shot. So it, it was just falling for Russ. And you've got to think he was probably a little inspired by the whole De'Aaron Fox um, comment earlier where he thought or he thought or where he said, oh, I'm the fastest player in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, Russell gets down on the fast break on a uh, get, hits a layup and gets fouled, and then looks ex- directly at De'Aaron Fox and says, "I'm too fast." <laughs> so yeah, this was a perfect kind of bounce back Russell Westbrook game. 19 points. You know, he's he's not exactly there, but it's for the Thunder. This is good. Russell Westbrook is your leader and your best player, even though Paul George is playing like he is. But when he, your best player isn't himself it's nice that the thunder can continue to win yeah and i agree that russell he had a much better offensive night than he's had in a while um yeah he went eight of 19 from the field he was one of five from three but you know that was kind of to be expected his free throws were a little lousy but at the same time you had all five starters finishing in double digits uh if alex abrinas had picked up one more point that would have made it six and uh, i read something the other day uh, i think thunder communications put this out that uh, when six or more players on the roster finish in double digits, the Thunder are seven and zero, and so that's you know it's a good night when you can have all five starters finish in double digits, especially Terrence Ferguson, who you know he picks up fourteen points tonight. He hasn't been scoring a lot lately, but he's still been contributing greatly on the defensive end of the ball. But you know to see him pick up fourteen points tonight, it just means it's a good win. Yeah, exactly. That's probably a good time to get into Terrence Ferguson before we get into the kick-ass possession of the game. But Chisholm, I mean, have you noticed anything different about Terrence Ferguson and just the way he's looked? I mean, it's been well documented. The Thunder wanted to try to get him to expand his game in terms of playmaking ability, ball handling ability back all the way back into summer league. He, of course, struggled and then it kind of bled into the beginning of the regular season. In the like 10 games into the regular season, he starts to get this consistency where he understands how to defend. And I thought tonight he had a lot of great defensive stands. But now it seems like it's starting to also, like his offensive game is starting to catch up to his defensive game where he's becoming more of just a, a consistent and balanced player. But I, I'm just curious. This certainly looked like one of his more better, uh, his more better, his better offensive games uh, this season. Yeah, I mean, 14 shots, I mean, attempts for Terrence Ferguson is a lot. If you had told me in the first week that Terrence Ferguson took 14 shots, I'd tell you the Thunder probably lost by 30 because, I mean, he's playing a lot of garbage time. So, uh, yeah, no, he's definitely getting a lot more confidence in what he's doing out there, uh, you know, and six of those coming from the outside. So he's filling a role for this team offensively. But Terrence's obviously biggest contribution is the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, he, he's done a lot better job about staying in front of people. It's something that I think is just an underrated skill on defense is being able to chase around screens. And he had the joy of chasing around Buddy Heald for a lot of the night. And that's a tall task. Buddy's one of the best guys being off the ball and running around screens. But Terrence was up to it for a good portion of the game. And he's just made long strides of contesting everything and not fouling. Uh, Terrence was fouling a lot in his rookie year and earlier this earlier this season. This year, been a lot more sound, a lot more stable in the defensive end. I think that's the biggest impact as far as filling a role for this team. They need another perimeter defender outside of Paul George. Speaking of Buddy Heald, my goodness, 37 points. That's a career high for him, right? I believe. I believe so. I he was 7 so, of four, yeah. 7 of 14 from the three-point line. He, he looked exactly like Buddy Buckets from, you know, his OU days going um leading the Sooners to the final four a few years ago. Um he's I mean, he's my most improved player just be, like 
typically most improved players come, they're players that bounce back from an injury. And of course, Buddy Hill isn't doing that, but he's exploded onto the scene this year. Um, uh, really blossomed as a starter for this Kings team. And, you know, Chisholm, you and I were just loving, you know, just the whole deer and Fox show. I mean, he finishes with 28 points, has a great game in his own right tonight, 12 assists, really pushed the thunder to the brink at points, especially in that third quarter run where the Kings just could not miss. De'Aaron Fox even hit some weird sidestepping three-point shot. But, I mean, this Kings team is really, really fun to watch. And, you know, having said that, this is a good win for the Thunder because they were without their sixth man tonight in Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you're missing Dennis Schroeder is definitely a big deal uh, on the outside. He's just someone who gives you a lot of... Uh, a lot of versatility of what you can do with lineups. They were pretty limited tonight. At some points, Alex Abrines was bringing the ball up, but sometimes it was Paul George. So obviously that's a big loss for the Thunder team just for tonight. So no, they handled it well. I was skeptical if maybe Russell was going to try to do it a little too much. He did just enough. So I think that's a, that's a positive sign for this team. Let's do that there, kick-ass possession of the game. Kind of have two. Madison, do you have any? I kind of have one. Well, let's, let's hear it. Okay. The so people want to know. So, okay, my kick-ass possession of the game actually comes from the Thunder defense. And I, yeah, I really wanted to uh, highlight Nerlens Noel just because I've been so impressed with his defense lately. And I think it's something that this team really needed, especially because guys are always talking about Steven Adams being the one on the end to take a lot of the hard hits, do the messy work under the rim. But now the Thunder have Nerlens Noel, who's able to do this also. And so uh, there was a time, gosh, Brady, you're going to have to remind, who was that on the Kings who kind of like tried to drive it to the rim, kind of went up for that dunk, but Nerlens Noel just kind of like stopped him and just slow, it all happened in slowly mo- slow motion. I meant just to- kind of brought him back down to earth and was like, nah. I meant to look that up. Was that? Scalabissia. No. Oh, okay. Scalabissia. Fellow Kentucky Wildcat to Nerlens Noel. Yeah. Well, that just makes it even more kick-ass right there. You know, you know Madison, that's actually right, and you're probably going to sway me because I was going to go for a boring offensive possession like like <laughs> usual, but um, that Nerlens Noel block at the beginning of that fourth quarter, and in fact, Nerlens Noel's entire fourth quarter, you know, we'll, we'll get to that later, but that block that you're talking about, that really, that sucked the life out of the Kings. Um, it just, it took away all their momentum, and it calmed the Thunder down, and then Paul, I think on the next possession, Paul George hits a three, and then the Thunder just kind of take control from there, but right. if I'm going to do the, the kick-ass offensive possession of the game, um... It, no, I'll, I'll do I'll do this one, the one that I actually wrote down. Uh, about 8.05 mark um, in the third quarter, Russell, Westbrook, Stephen Adams have a little pick-and-roll action. And it was only cool because the Kings completely forgot that they could defend the paint or they could try to defend the paint. Adams just is lonely rolling to the basket. Uh, Russ dumps it off for him for the easy dunk. And, yeah, uh, Madison, I think you won this one. Sweet. Yeah, 107.7 in the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. That's Madison Morris over there is Mr. Chisholm Holland. I am Brady Trantham. You're listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. When we get back, we're going to take you around the association. We're going to dive more into this Thunder win over the Kings, and I'm sure we'll probably have a little bit more fun. Woo-woo! The Thunder do their thing tonight. They finally, they finally beat the Sacramento Kings. All is well in Thunderland. That's a phrase right there. <laughs> they they went, finally beat the Kings. Yeah. Now, n- next stop, World Cup, Super Bowl, <laughs> whatever. The Thunder win in Sacramento tonight, 132-113, without Dennis Schroeder. Most importantly, without Raymond Felton. 
Also, most importantly, without Amon Shumpert playing for the Kings, because like Chisholm said during the game, this would have been a 30-point loss if uh, Mr. Shumpert played. But uh, before we get into more of the game and all the other ins and outs of this Thunder win, uh, Mr. Chisholm Holland is going to take us around the association. Let's go around the association for a franchise NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Family Leisure, off Northwest Expressway, and by SunTech. All right. Handful of ball games. Handful of ball games there going on tonight. There is a lot. Especially for a Wednesday. A lot of Wednesday games going on. Maybe it has something to do with the holiday, trying to get them all crammed in before we get to the weekend. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but here we go. Cleveland Cavaliers go on the road to the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte, with the victory at home over Cleveland, gets to 500 on the year. 110-99 victory. Kimball Walker had 33-6 and in the win. Charlotte now 15-15 and on the season. Cleveland trying to get the number one pick. San Antonio Spurs are uh, get the victory on the road 121 129-90 uh, over the Orlando Magic. DeMar DeRozan had 17-7 in the victory. Aaron Gordon had 12 in the loss. Uh, Spurs suddenly have gotten four straight, seem to be riding the ship a little bit after a little bit of chaos earlier this season. Uh, the New York Knicks go on the road to face off against the Philadelphia 76ers, who are still missing Jimmy Butler. Uh, the Philadelphia gets the win, 131-109 to on their home floor. Joel Embiid had 24-10 and in the victory. Tim Hardaway Jr. having a sneaky good season up there in New York with 27 points. Phoenix goes on the road to Boston. Just a blowout for Boston because Phoenix is... Oh, no, sorry, I'm reading this wrong. Phoenix gets the win in Boston Garden, 111-103. What? DeAndre Ayton had 23-18 in the victory. Kyrie Irving had 29-5 in the loss. That is actually four straight wins for the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix fans are like, what are you doing? You idiot! Tank! Tank. Opposite of what we're trying to do here. Come on now, guys. (laughs) Uh, The Indiana Pacers go on the road to the Toronto Raptors, and Toronto gets the win on their home floor, 99-96. Kawhi had 28-10 in the victory. Miles Turner, 14 rebounds, 10 points. Brooklyn Nets actually get their fifth straight win, 96-93 over the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. Spencer Dinwiddie up that fresh new deal has 27 points, six rebounds, three assists in the win. Chris Dunn, just in his third game back from injury, has 24 points and six assists. Washington Wizards in the dumpster fire that they are take their tri- troubles to uh, the Houston Rockets, a team that struggled just as much as they have. Houston gets the victory 136-118. to They actually break the record for most three-pointers in a single game at 26, the Houston Rockets do in the victory. Uh, Bradley Beal had 28, 3-7. James Harden had 35 and 9 assists in the victory. New Orleans Pelicans go on the road to the Milwaukee Bucks. New Orleans still struggling here as of late. Milwaukee gets the win on their home floor, 123-115. Giannis, 25-8-6. And uh, Drew Holiday at 25-12 and 12 in the loss. Detroit Pistons go on the road and get a victory in Minnesota, 129-123. Blake Griffin at 34-8-4. Derrick Rose and his renaissance continues. He had 33 points tonight and 7 assists. Uh, the highlight, though, from this game that I'm sure everyone has seen by now on Twitter, Blake Griffin got into it with a fan, and not a little altercation, a big altercation, large altercation, Jeez. multiple people involved. Fan obviously gets dismissed. Uh, afterwards, they said the referee refereeing crew from the game said that the fan more than crossed the line, and Blake Griffin's warranted response was more than warranted. So I don't, we don't expect a whole lot of penalty coming back to Blake Griffin in the game. Hopefully, nobody left the bench. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully no one left the bench. Uh, the Golden State Warriors go on the road to the Utah Jazz. Golden State been a little hot lately since Steph Curry's coming back. Doesn't matter. Utah, 108-103 if the win on their home floor. Rudy Gobert had 17-15 in the victory. Stephen Curry, 32-3-3 in the loss. And the final game of this long, My long NBA gosh. night. <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies go on the road to the Toronto uh, to the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers get the win on their home floor, 92-99. Mike Conley, 23-4-6 in the loss. Damian Lillard, 24-5-4 in the win. Trailblazers, who had cooled off there for a few months, now 12-4 and four at home and 18-13 and 13 overall. Seem to be really putting it together there in Portland. And there's your NBA scoreboard. Whew, we are all two years older now. Thank you, Chisholm. <laughs> I did my best. That was, quite, that was quite the job. I must applaud you. Really quick, though, if anybody, between you two, who can tell me who has the, who now has the longest winning streak in the NBA right now? Who is it? Uh, Brooklyn with five. Chisholm? Yeah, I was going to guess Brooklyn, so I'm not going to guess Brooklyn. Um, Utah. Well, Madison's correct. Dang On the it! team, it's actually seven. They've won seven, seven in a row. Their Brooklyn. last loss was... The oh, Oklahoma State uh, Thunder. To the Oklahoma- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be so much Madison better game shows her, than you. Chisholm, Madison raised her hand first. This is a game show. It's not about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Brooklyn Knicks. Well, Brooklyn Nets, whatever they're called. Brooklyn Knicks? The Brooklyn Knicks. Yes. I think Knicks fans would be so mad that you just they said that. So Jay-Z doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> oh. oh, darn. Oh, well. Yeah, that's wow. just randomly the hottest team in the league. All right. Uh, but yeah, the Thunder. This is the Thunder first take post game show uh. with Miss Madison, Morris, Chisholm, Holland, and Brady Trantham. On 107.7, the franchise 107.9 in Tulsa. Uh, by the way, it's also doubling as the OKC82 podcast that Madison and I host after every single Oklahoma City Thunder game, home or away. Um, we don't want to do this post game show for an hour, then turn around and record all the same stuff that we're saying. So um, right. lucky you, you're listening to the OKC82 podcast as well with special guest Chisholm Holland. Uh, if you are not aware, wherever you listen to podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, um, I Apple Podcast. Just type in OKC82. Subscribe. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating, and we'll appreciate it. We're really good. We're really good at what we do. We know, especially <laughs> Madison. <true. laughs> um, oh, you're too kind. Too kind. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. This is the box score game, and it seems like um, it seems like it, like every five minutes there's like a new stat about oh this is the first time in 20 years that so and so that a team had had 40 point score, 20 rebounder, 15 assists. Um, it's, this was the box score game (laughs) and it's just amazing because you look at the score, the, the starters, they all are in double figures. Obviously nobody on the bench scored more than nine points. Alex Abrams with nine points. Uh, most of his damage, all of his damage coming from the three point line, three of seven, uh, 42, 43% from the floor overall. But we kind of talked about it a little bit, but let's get into it real quick before the who dat dunk dat segment. Nerland's Noel. My goodness, Jeez. that fourth quarter was amazing. And he had, I believe he had three blocks. He should have had four. Got called for a foul. And then he, because he argued with the ref, because it was clearly a block, got called for a T. The, the Thunder's 100th technical in the last three <laughs> or four games, it seems like. Right. There were three or four. Te- three tonight. Yeah, there, there were four technicals in this game, I believe. Oh, I, four? Well, the Thunder had three. Uh, Willie right, Cauley right, okay. Stein got gotcha. a technical because, as Chisholm kept pointing out and laughing, Stephen Ad- all Stephen Adams was doing was just p- 
pushing Willie Cauley-Stein with the basketball, and <laughs> Willie had no answer. <laughs> but, yeah, this was – there were a lot of technicals in this game. But, I mean, Chisholm – I mean, watching that third quarter run, everybody got a little nervous because we know what the Kings are capable of, certainly. I mean, you're wearing a De'Aaron Fox shirt right now, so you – I mean, you know. <laughs> Nerlens Noel comes out there and just says, I ain't having none of this. Yeah, I mean, Nerlens Noel really put a stop to everything, and it started out on the defensive end for sure. Uh, one thing that I was not truly expecting out of Nerlens, I knew he was a good defensive player. Uh, my favorite Nerlens Noel status, he's the only rookie in NBA has history to average two and a half blocks and two and a half steals in their first season. Uh, so, I mean, he's got a lot of upside. But the thing I was not prepared for is how well he offensive rebounds. Now, obviously, he's not Steven Adams, but he can get after the glass on the offensive end and make up extra possessions uh, that you're not necessarily expecting. So, no, he's really a spark plug that helped in that as long as well with Paul George's scorching hot shooting performance that basically kept the Kings at bay. Again, I, and we've said this, I don't know, 30, how many games have we played? We probably said this every single this time. This is game this is 30. 30th. This, is, this was a game last year they would have lost. That this year they win convincingly. I, I'm totally convinced that last year that run doesn't just stop at eight; it gets all the way up to all of a sudden this is a close game, and the Thunder lose it right there at the end. This feels like a game last year they lose that they win convincingly this year, which makes it like I, I completely agree. Which makes it more odd though because it wasn't Russell Westbrook that went that sat on the bench and the Thunder had a 20, 22 point lead, and then it just dwindled down to single digits. It was Paul George. It kind of really shows you how. You know, this is still Russell Westbrook's team. This is his city. This is his franchise, of course. But this season has belonged to Paul George. And as soon as he came back on, out on the floor, along with the defensive stopper that is Nerlens Noel, this game was over. And it's just, it's really amazing because we all kind of known Paul George to be such a streaky player. He'll have a month of brilliant shooting, and then he'll go through like a week or two, week or two of just... Ah, uh, he'll he'll put up he'll get his points he'll get his numbers but the efficiency will just be lacking and that hasn't happened yet ever since that Brooklyn win he has just been the best player in the league in that in that two and a half um, three week span so it's just incredible to watch and you know even another little stat that I didn't throw out yet Russell Westbrook has six steals tonight in the last three games he has seventeen steals he had six steals the other night against the Bulls this this team is just incredible defensively. And that's really where the Kings probably lost this game was because if you remember that second game um, in the second game in the series, the first one in Sacramento, that first quarter got so out of hand. The Kings had like 41 points in the first quarter, but it was just coming from just straight running up and down the floor. And they knew to stop the Thunder's defensive powers, you can't get in the half court with them because that's where Paul George and Russell Westbrook get all their deflections and all their steals. That's what allows Steven Adams to do all of his damage defensively. The Thunder did not allow any the, the, the Kings to get out in the fast break, and it just really hampered the Kings' offense. But Madison, it's, it's just incredible how consistent this defense is night in and night out. Well, and it's been really refreshing to see that too because I think that's where this team has struggled in the past was really just on the defensive end. And I mean, it's no secret that the Thunder have not been entirely strong on offense. And that's kind of how they started off the season with going 0-4. But, you know, now seeing guys like Nerland, seeing guys like Paul and even Russell having six steals and like you said, Brady, just completely taking over when he's on defense and he plays aggressively. And, you know, that's what this team needs. That's what they 
are attributing their success to right now because they're getting after the ball. They're not allowing other teams to come in there and just completely take over them. And then when things do get a little tight, like when the Kings pulled it back into within eight in the third quarter, you know, guys like Nerlens come in and they're like, no, like, I'm not going to let this happen. He immediately has three blocks in the game. He just that's just what he's been doing the past couple of games he picks up about two to four blocks every single game and that's you know he's doing a lot of this dirty work that this team really needs to be done Chisholm last week you made me do a Cajun accent I think it's time we let Madison do the Cajun accent tonight I'm sorry what (laughs) what is a Cajun accent who that done that you don't know what Cajun is like have you ever been to Louisiana Louisiana? I've been have you ever watched the office yeah you went to you, you were in the sugar bowl I was in the sugar bowl. The bowl of sugar. Uh, we had lots of sugar in that bowl. Holy, like the old Miss game? Yeah. I was there. That's for a row. I was in the front Let's row. Let's not talk about it. Were you really? I was. You know who else was there? A lot of bag men. <laughs> that old Miss team, probably probably more money on that team than... I was convinced that Laquan Treadwell was Randy Moss into that game. I, that honestly was one of the worst experiences of my life. Anyway... Moving on to who dad dunk that? Oh, who that? You gotta, you gotta keep going. Oh, who dad dunk that? Is that right? I That's do correct. declare. Okay, cool. <laughs> I do declare. You just gotta talk like that. it's falling out your mouth like molasses. <laughs> Madison looked at me and said, "Okay, cool." <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, let's who dad dunk that? I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, Chisholm jumped out of his chair, did a dance. He was on the table, and I was like, "Will you please move, sir? We're trying to watch the basketball <laughs> game." But it was around the uh, 8:20 mark. Paul George just dunked the hell out of Justin Jackson. Oh, yeah, that one was good. Yeah, and, of course, that was before the Kings went on their run, and that's when it kind of looked like, wow, the Thunder are going to run away with this. Then he sits down, it becomes a different story, and then Paul George comes back, and all is well. But, man, that dunk was awesome. That was pretty cool. I think someone else was in the paint trying to defend as well. It was mostly on Justin Jackson. Chisholm, do you remember who who else that was? Yeah, that was... uh the the big homeboy golly the starting center uh for kentucky willie collie stein willie collie stein <laughs> golly i willie don't know why i went blank yeah willie collie stein tried to come over from the backside and do some help defense did not help it did not help it did not help yeah i like seeing paul george dunk because you know it doesn't happen a lot but when it does you're kind of like oh yeah he can do that too like what else can he, he do? he has some powerful dunks for a guy who doesn't look like he's dunking very powerfully if that makes sense russell westbrook will you don't even have to be looking at the game and you know he dunks the ball paul george is kind of like a finesse dunker but yeah that that was nasty that was pretty nasty oh man what a game this was it was fun to watch it was just this was a 2018 nba game so many points so many three-point shots so many awesome stat lines from tonight but well it was also really exciting because uh, like we said earlier the thunder alone pick up three technical fouls i love the one called on homie just because that is actually his second of the season because he uh, got attacked for hanging on to the rim too long at chicago but um i just think it's so funny because we were all laughing about this while watching homie uh gets called for what was it an offensive foul yeah he gets he 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 shoved. He shoved. Uh, I believe it was Justin Jackson. He, yeah. he shoved Yogi Farrell. Yogi Farrell. Oh Ferrell. yes. Okay, and Hami starts running back up the court, just completely verbally destroying the ref, and we're like, "Uh, this is a twenty-year-old rookie right now." Immediately gets teed up. Not really that much of a surprise, but we're like, "Okay, Hami, you tell him how you feel." 
Hami Hami has this little attitude that he he plays like a vet. I, mean, I mentioned it during the game because um, after that, yeah, you know, like you said, after that offensive foul, he he argues to the ref gets called for a tee, and it's not something you see that much out of a, a rookie, especially a second round rookie. Um, and what with the Utah game a, a week and a half or so ago, <laughs> when the Jazz for some reason decided, oh, let's put Kyle Korver on Hamadou Diallo. Hami had this look in his eye like, what are you doing putting this this dude on me? <laughs> and just immediately ran to the rim, just like a vet. So you got to like that if you're the Thunder. So uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, this was probably, real quick before we um, go to break, this was probably Hami's worst game from the floor. I think he was 0 for 4 from the... Um, um, for the Knights, didn't I? Don't think he scored. No. He he had some big rebounds, but it was the, I think it was the first game where he just he took more than one shot and didn't score. He didn't get to the free throw line. He didn't knock. He had one three pointer that he missed. I think he hit it off the side of the rim. You know that that jump shot still a work in progress, but it is what it is. The Thunder didn't really need it anyway. They win. It is what it they is. win one thirty two to one thirteen over the Sacramento Kings. Brady Trantham, Madison Morris, Chisholm Holland. You're listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa. When we get back, we will dive into some, we'll try to find some more interesting stats other than the ones that are just flying all over the place on Twitter. Uh, Dive into a little bit more of the Thunder and see what they have in store coming up Saturday. Yay. We back. (laughs) We never left. We actually didn't. We still sat in the same chair. We didn't talk. We don't talk to each other when we're off air, don't we, Madison? I actually don't like Brady that much anyway, so... I don't know how to spell your name still. We don't converse. Chisholm over there. What up, brother? Not much, man. Hey, Chisholm. <laughs> hey! <laughs> 107.7 of the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Like the magic disembodied voice said on the radio, I guess we're all disembodied voices if you're listening to us. Um, you're listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Brady Trantham, Madison Morris, Chisholm Holland. Whew. Man, this was, for a game that had a lot of numbers, it was kind of hard to dive into the, um, I guess the stat cat, the stat of the night. Let's do it. Madison, are you a cat person? I have to listen. Um, I actually am a cat person, yeah. I like cats. Chisholm? I have a couple. Absolutely not. Super allergic. Aww. See, but I am too. That's the funny part. And I still have cats. Yeah, my girlfriend is definitely allergic to cats and dogs, and this is this is going to be a problem probably later down the line. Honestly, if you are listening. <laughs> <laughs> dogs are wonderful. <laughs> we oh, need a dog gosh. at some point. But y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all want to hear the stat of the night or whatever this thing is called. Really, there's there's three. I shared them with you. I'll go ahead and jump on one. Buddy Heald, of course, lit it up from the three-point line. Really kept the Kings kind of in it, even though, like, as the Thunder started to pull away in the fourth quarter, Buddy Heald hits, like, some back-to-back threes and kind of gave Kings Kings fans some hope. Um, but other than Buddy, who was 7-14 from the three-point line, the Kings were 6-20 of 20 overall from the three-point line. So the Thunder did... An incredible job, uh, considering that they were shorthanded with no Dennis Schroeder, who has he'll have his moments in, in terms of perimeter defense. But the Thunder did an incredible job of basically keeping the Kings from lighting it up from the three-point line. The Kings are going to get their fast break points. They're going to get their fast break opportunities because De'Aaron Fox is just an insane athlete, incredibly fast. 
But what you can do if you're the Thunder is not let the Kings beat you from deep. And they let Buddy go off, but they didn't let anybody else go off. Buddy just really had a good night from three. And, you know, that's that's going to happen. That can actually really hurt a team, even if one guy just gets really hot from the three-point line, which obviously was Iman Shumpert the last time these two teams oh. faced. Uh, you know, Buddy Hill uh, kind of stepped up and took that role from Iman Shumpert not being there. So, you know, it was still a little bit dangerous and lethal, but, you know, the Thunder were actually able to hold on this time. So that was good. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting seeing that the Thunder outscored the Kings 60-40 to 40 in the paint. And that just kind of shows the dominance that guys like Steven Adams have in the paint. Um, when Jeremy Grant is able to contribute, I think, what, he finished with 22 tonight. So, you know... That's just that's really good for this team having guys that are just confident in the paint. They don't take shots they shouldn't be taking from downtown if they're not comfortable taking those shots. You know, it's good to pass the ball around, see if you can find an opening, make that defense work a little bit before you just kind of chunk it up. And you know, it's good when you have that many points scored in the paint over your opponent. Chisholm, I'm gonna go off the beaten path. Oh no, I'm, I am. Listen to this. The Oklahoma City Thunder had 17 turnovers in this ball game. The Sacramento Kings, 13. That's not a that's not a lucky number. The Oklahoma City Thunder had four more turnovers in the Sacramento Kings, and won by 19 points. Again, that just speaks about how unbelievably hot this offense was tonight and how well they shot the ball. They were just erasing every deficit they put themselves in. So, shouts out to those guys. Also, shout out to the Sacramento Kings. One of the most efficient offenses in the NBA right now. They're a lot of fun to watch. Speaking of the Sacramento Kings, Chisholm found out that they were once called the Kansas City Royals. Kansas City Royals. That's crazy. Th- that was a. Uh, and then was, the Kansas City Kings. The Kansas City Kings. Why was that such a big revelation? To, were you just shocked that the NBA had a team in Kansas City? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I thought they went from the. I knew they were in the ABA, and then I thought they joined the NBA. This is not, we're in the weeds. When they joined the NBA, I thought they immediately moved to Sacramento. I did not know there was a layover where they were still in Kansas City. Well, <laughs> excuse me. I mean, I did do some half-ass research, so it, I, I'm pretty sure it was the NBA, but it might have been the ABA. Who knows? But uh, I'm sure somebody will let me know at some point. But yeah, the Thunder. Speaking of the Thunder, um. Probably other than the holding the Kings to six of twenty from the three point line, not named Buddy Heald. Um, Buddy, I mean, OU basketball, really quick. <laughs> ten and one, ten and one. Buddy Heald, most improved player, make it happen. Um, <laughs> the Thunder shot uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically well from the three point line tonight. Thirteen of thirty two, forty percent overall. And nobody made more than four three-pointers, that being Paul George. He was four of eight. But, I mean, basically that just means it was well spread out. Jeremy Grant, two of two. Terrence Ferguson, two of six. Russell Westbrook, one of five. <laughs> Alex Abrinas, three of seven. Sorry, <laughs> Alex Abrinas, three of seven. Patrick Patterson! Patterson hits a three, finally, and it was in the corner. So, you know, everyone will remember where they were and Patrick Patterson hit that three <laughs> against the Sacramento two, finally helped the Thunder beat... The the Sacramento Kings. That's good. That is good. It's it's good. The, what are the Thunder are twenty and ten right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was game thirty. They are twenty and ten, um, somewhere in the top three in the Western Conference. That's that changes. Actually, I'll look at it right now. The Thunder are currently second in the Western Conference. Uh, the the Warriors, of course, lose tonight in Utah. Um, the Denver Nuggets twenty one and nine currently atop the Western Conference see, um, standings. Um, if, if this kind of keeps up, the Nuggets, the Thunder, um, 
just just thinking about a West Western Conference teams. If, th- if this keeps up, it's going to come down to maybe Mike Malone and Billy Donovan for um, Coach of the Year. I, I think I think the Billy Donovan has proven that he can force a system upon some players that many people around the league thought you couldn't. <clears throat> Russell Westbrook. And he's made it work. This team is defense first, and it's helped them manufacture 20, 25 points a game, and it helped them be, oh, okay offensively overall. I think they're 19th, which isn't which isn't okay, but they've got guys like Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Steven Adams that can give you 20 points on any given night, and 30 if you're Paul George and Russell Westbrook. So, incredible job by Billy Donovan. Of course, Mike, um, Malone also doing an incredible job with Denver. But looking ahead, the Thunder... We'll take on the team that t- um, defeated the Golden State Warriors tonight. They are go- heading to Salt Lake City to take on the Utah Jazz. First time the Thunder will be in Salt Lake City since being eliminated in Game 6 in Salt Lake City last year. Um, you know, those fans are going to be riled up. They love seeing <laughs> their favorite point guard, Russell Westbrook, go up, go up against his blood rival that is Ricky Rubio. Um, Chisholm, if... I'll just ask you this. If Russell Westbrook tries to make it a one-on-one blood vendetta against Ricky Rubio, what's going to happen? Then they're going to lose by 12. I, just, I, I don't think that when Russell, Russell Westbrook plays like that, that style, that I'm going to take this guy to his grave, it ever turns out well for the Thunder. I can't, I can't remember one. So, yeah, that would be my guess. I agree with that. Such an exact number, 12 points. 12 points. I'm a gambler, so I always got to put a line on everything. <laughs> well, shouldn't they lose by 12 and a half? That's true. You don't want to push. Yeah. You can't push. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree with Chisholm, though. I I really think that when Russell kind of comes into a game and he's just like, you know what? I am going to destroy this guy. I'm going to destroy this guy. And I'm going to uh, destroy this guy as well. He's the destroyer of worlds. Yeah. You know, I just think Russell needs to. uh, This might be a hot take. Please don't destroy me, everybody. But I think Russell just needs to, like, settle into playing with the other guys on the floor that are his teammates and not worry so much about, you know, I, I want to, I want to embarrass this team. I want to show why the Thunder are so dominant. You know, I think he just needs to settle in. He needs to get the good shots that he can get and that he can hit. And then, you know, success can come from that. No, I think you're exactly right, Masson. And I think that could play a role in some of his offensive struggles is I think Russell is trying to do that. I think he's trying to make a concerted effort to not make it a personal battle in certain situations because I mean look no further than that playoff series that we talked about last year with the Utah Jazz I'm sure Sam Presti Billy Donovan probably sat him down the offseason and said this cannot happen this cannot continue to happen where you let Ricky Rubio who's a fine NBA player but he's nowhere near the caliber of player that Russell Westbrook is you cannot let a guy like that get in your head and you and you forget that you have teammates like Stephen Adams like Paul George you cannot let that happen and like I said, I think this is probably playing a little bit of a factor in some of his shooting struggles, but one one sequence tonight that I thought was really important, and I think I said it out loud to you guys. I said a lot of things out loud. I apologize. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I believe in the fourth quarter, and this was after the Nerlens Noel block that we talked about a thousand times already, uh, Buddy Heald goes down the floor, hits a three. Russell Westbrook races down the floor, and it just smelled like a, like a forced Russell Westbrook quick three just to kind of show, like, oh, I can do that, too. Oh, I can do it, too. Yeah, what does know, Russell Westbrook like... do? He calms down. He surveys the defense. He gets, he gets off of a screen. 
I believe it, it was, I believe Jeremy Grant said the screen. He, he rolls off a of Jeremy Grant screen and throws a lob to New Orleans Noel. It's uh, like, so yeah, the Kings get three points. You get two points, but that is the type of cold assassination type uh, mentality you want from your star point guard with Russell Westbrook. Okay. You hit a three. We're still up by double digits. We're just going to keep pounding away using, uh, using our players on offense and at some point, you're going to stop making all these threes. You're going to stop going on these runs. And we're still going to be up 10 points. And that's exactly what I saw from Russ tonight. Yeah, and you don't want to just waste those possessions like that. I think what Russ did by giving it up to Nerlens like that and throwing a beautiful lob, you know, that was just that was a good thing in that moment because when your team is up by double digits, there's really no reason to just kind of like go down when you have tons of time on the shot clock and take a three that probably should not have been taken in that moment. And, you know, that's what Russ did tonight. He played some smart basketball. He made some smart decisions. He used his teammates, played some unselfish basketball. And it's good when you utilize your teammates. You utilize the rest of the talent that's on the floor with you. And, you know, that's what Russ did tonight. So hats off to him. All right, Chisholm, last time you and I did a postgame show, I believe it was after the Denver Nuggets loss and that colossal disaster of an end to that game you had the uh, tinfoil hat on where you thought that there's this conspiracy that Russell Westbrook is actually injured I mean did it is it still looking like that way to you or is it is it maybe something else is it fatigue or just not being conditioned because he didn't have a preseason I mean what what does it look like right now after this game yeah the injury the injury conspiracy theory is the common thought right now I'd say that's what most people are leaning on my thought was he's just not playing his game he, he's trying to shoot threes or trying to shoot layups and trying to distribute. He's not being Russell Westbrook uh, from two years ago, not being Russell Westbrook for the last 30 games of last year. Tonight looked a little bit more like Russell Westbrook. It looked a little bit more like the offensive performance that we're used to seeing from him, where he's a little more aggressive, he knows when he has a mismatch, and he's shooting a mid-range jumper. We, I mean, we saw him shoot five or six tonight, we really hadn't seen a lot of that all year. And you can just tell he's way more comfortable playing in the mid-range and then driving to the basket instead of shooting a three-pointer and driving to the basket. It's just more his game. Tonight, he felt more comfortable, and he didn't look, quote-unquote, injured. He just looked like himself. I'm telling you, I think that's the problem. He just needs to play like himself. Exactly. And, I mean, even tonight, you know, like we've, we've already said, this is probably his best shooting game that he's had in a few games. But he's still... The mid-range shot isn't exactly there yet. He he had another air ball tonight from free throw, a free throw line jumper, and it came kind of towards the beginning of the game when the Kings were starting to try and get out on the run, and Russell was trying to match it, and he kind of just... It still looks like he's aiming his shot and not trusting his shooting stroke like he has his entire career. It's something that the Thunder are just still going to have to try to continue to ride out, but they've been winning despite this and that can that's only going to be a good thing once they once the schedule gets tougher once you play the Utah Jazzes and once you play the Houston Rockets on Christmas those types of teams at some point Russell Westbrook's going to wake up and it's 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 going to be glorious to see how a prime Russell Westbrook playing at the top of his level playing alongside a Paul George who's playing the best basketball mm-hmm. of his career people are saying this is Paul George's prime what is he like 20 28 28 yeah so that's kind of cool that Paul's having games like that. And I agree with Brady. I think when Russ kind of gets out of this funk or whatever he's in on the shooting end, uh, I think he's going to be lethal. And if he uses the backboard, it's okay to use the backboard. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in using the backboard, guys. I'm just saying. But um, Dak Glass, though. No, but seriously, there was even a time that De'Aaron Fox, he had a really, really good three for the Kings tonight. 
he used the daggum backboard and it is okay. So yeah, you know, when I, I think when Russ kind of shakes all this off and he's starting to do that, he's looking a lot more comfortable. And I think when he starts hitting shots that he feels confident in, that's going to affect the remainder of his game. And so when he was able to actually get it going and inside the paint tonight, I think that really affected the way he finished this game tonight. Really quick before we get out here with some final thoughts. Uh, I, I got it from Madison Chisholm, but I was just curious as to your um your thoughts, your comments on the Thunder picking up Billy Dahman's fifth year on his contract a few days ago. Um, personally, I, I think it was, I, I didn't think it was that surprising. I know the Thunder love Billy Donovan. They enjoy his coaching. They enjoy him just as a personality coach in terms of like, he, he has Russell Westbrook to deal with. He, he's made Paul George happy and helped played played a big role in, in Paul George re-signing with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, I think it's the right choice, and I think it's it's only good for the Thunder moving forward as a as an organization. I'm just curious what you thought. Yeah, stability is a big thing uh, for NBA teams. If you can find a way to have a, a general manager and a coach together for a long time, it generally leads to success. Uh, long term, Eric Spolstra, uh, Pat Riley, you know, RC Buford. Pop, Greg Popovich. I mean, I could make a, I could make lists, and all those teams are generally pretty successful over the long haul. So I'm sure the Thunder are trying to replicate that on some level. I do. I think Billy Donovan is a top five coach in the NBA. I do not. Do I think Donovan Donovan's a top ten coach in the NBA? I'm not positive, but I can tell you this: there's no one out there that they're going to bring in who's going to do a better job than Billy Donovan's doing right now. And I don't know if that's necessarily a great remark on Billy Donovan or if that's a, a comment on the coaching market. Uh, but it's few and far between. And Billy's a good coach, so I think it's probably a great idea for this organization to keep him around to keep some stability going. I concur, Madison. Final I thoughts concur as well. Um, my final thoughts just. Um I'll get to the game in a second, but on Billy as well, I was telling Brady this and I wanted it to, to just be voiced a little bit more. I think it's going to be kind of like a Paul George situation, how he's feeling more comfortable knowing he doesn't have free agency and people wondering where he's going. That's kind of the same with Billy. I think he's going to coach with a little bit more ease if he hasn't been already. Um, I think he's really going to just set his focus, set his sights on this team and just getting them to the top to finish out the season and hopefully see a successful postseason. But final thoughts on the game. It was a good win for the Thunder. I think they needed this. They really didn't need to go 0-3 against the Kings this season because that just is going to set kind of a, a bad taste in their mouth. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, this was a good win. They played great, and not having Dennis Schroeder, it was it was a good road win for them to continue on. Chisholm, who you got? Thunder, Jazz, Saturday night. Jazz. I'm going to go with the Jazz. Sorry. <laughs> Jazz are figuring it out here lately. They've played a good few games in a row. Uh, so I think that might be just good timing for the Utah team. Them and Houston. The West is about to get a little bit more tougher. I feel the A fire. little bit more tougher. A little bit more tough. A little more tough. For, yeah. And that's for, from, that's where we're going to leave it, everybody. The Thunder, once again, defeat the Sacramento Kings once, finally. <laughs> 132 to 113. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Thunder First Take post game show. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. And also, shout out to our, all of our OKC82 podcast listeners. Uh, once again, check us out on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, basically wherever you listen to podcasts. Madison and I have a lot of fun doing it. We do it after every game. They're about 20, 30, 40 minutes long, depending on how fun the game was, how awake we are at 1230 or 1.30 in the morning. That's the biggest factor, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah, and uh, tonight we'll double, like this post-game show audio, we'll rip and put it on um, the podcast for the OKC82 podcast tonight. So everybody, once again, thank you so much for listening tonight. For Mr. Chisholm Holland and Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham saying so long, the Thunder win, 132, 113 over the Sacramento Kings.